0: But why would anyone want to read it? Jen asked herself, accidentally aloud. The moment her question was out, the daily gas bottle truck arrived at the judder bar on the street below. It made no adjustment in its speed for the rising up of the tarmac, and its load of fifty or so canisters jostled madly together. An immense splintered metal racket resulted. It clattered around the tight street, hitting the yellow cement wall of Jen's house. Then tumbling along the perimeter wall of the school opposite, then rolling upwards over roofs. The reverberation, long and emphatic, underlined Jen's question. Why? Jen said again. Relative quiet followed. There were only the sounds of two maids conversing in Tagalog over the back fence, water splashing, and birds singing in the palm tree. Jen glanced at her notebook and the sun hot fly screen and the view of the mountain no mist hiding it today. She lifted her elbows from the granite window sill. Two steamed sweat patches remained, the last of the dawn's freshness had lifted from the village. Jen, blue-eyed, freckled fair, in her thirties, and New Zealand foreign, wrote in her notebook, Because it's true, even if it does seem completely over-the-top. She then flicked her pen like a helicopter blade around her fingers, the way her students did. Besides, people might be wondering how, or if, they'd get through their own dramas. Or they might enjoy just reading the story for a bit of a laugh. Jen wiped her damp hands on the front of her blouse and said, Right then. And she began to plan, with capital letters, circles, and arrows. Fairs It was the November custom amongst expatriate women in Hong Kong to attend and heavily fund the Christmas fairs. For Jen, finally going to one in her fourth Hong Kong year, this outing meant half an hour to Sing Yi by bus, another half to Central by train, and another half or so again slightly lost inside the MTR somewhere beneath Causeway Bay. This still tended to happen in the parts of Hong Kong she rarely visited. Even so, she arrived at the hotel early enough to see the winter sunlight deflecting between the towers and throwing gold over the crowds walking to work. The people made a bright procession, the sun catching in their near-black hair to create a thousand halos. Jen glanced over her shoulder for one more glimpse before entering the hotel. The Excelsior had given much of the third floor to Christmas. Jen squeezed out of the lift with half a dozen young Japanese tourist women onto, almost into, a thick green carpet. There seemed to be hundreds of shoppers. She could smell expensive department store perfumes and ginger and cinnamon and cloves. There was music with words in English about Holly. And Jen stood still. Hair, the colors, glory. Two women were chatting behind a ticket desk. The first had brown, shoulder-length hair, gingered as though in an evening light. The others was white-blonde, long, pulled back. They were talking to another woman in the quiet way of British English speakers. This woman had an ash-blonde fashionably unraveled bun, and cream skin, and light gray eyes. She was laughing. Jen's shoulders went back, her head shook slightly, and she walked forward. The rooms were past full, forcing their occupants to shuffle, and in the maneuvering around the women, there were very few men, and the tables, Jen was caught up in a slow swirl of jewelry and handbags and racks of beaded silk in turmeric shades, and there were all kinds of eyes, blue and hazel and flecked. There were sunspots on pale skin, and red curls, and linen shirts, and women hugging by way of greeting, and someone tall and giggling who looked a lot like one of Jen's aunts. She paused in a small gap between children's books in English and handmade jewelry. The entire scene began to waver and chop, erratically, like the water in Victoria Harbor. She could hear German discussing a price, Dutch like cozy gossip. English from Boston, loud, and south of London, murmured. No one, not one person, was yelling in Cantonese, or throwing produce into buckets, or chopping up frogs, or cutting noodles with scissors in patron soup bowls, or sweating in rivulets. All these things together had their own eccentric beauty, of course. But they were gone, suddenly, completely erased at the end of a trip of only three floors.